0: that's it so here comes. I think it's done test, spooling says it's going to record
1: It's recording on my end
0: is it really it's house, still spinning around on my it's It'll so be you're interesting just... to
1: to how much we count
0: yeah do you have the red dot on your side it actually says you're recording it's,
1: yeah it says uh it, it well, it's a red box with record in the corner
0: okay so mine just kicked in so okay hey listeners who knows there might be a whole bunch of just Miriam talking for about 30 just... seconds there. so so of... all right so another new platform dealing with technical Challenges and um, you working from home. So we're mm-hmm. in a different platform But I will say this is a little bit like what the first couple of weeks of teaching virtually was like because yeah keep- The tools that we everyone thought they could make work sometimes did sometimes didn't and then the ones that were approved by the board sometimes worked sometimes they didn't so mm-hmm. It's kind of good to we, we can bounce back and forth through a bunch of different tools to just to get to our reflective practice for the day.
1: Yeah. And sometimes it's, um, you know, you go, you go down the path of this tool thinking it's awesome. It's great. It's working. And then something comes up and you're like, Oh no, we gotta, we gotta revamp it.
0: I'll try again. Yeah. I always, I always go back to, I think back to the, the, my earlier days, which was not too long ago, but earlier days of seeing LCD projectors coming into the classrooms. And there was a whole transitional phase where, A whole lot of teachers wanted LCD projectors to get rid of their uh, overhead projectors, but there was always this kind of really like, I don't know what the word is, but it was almost like ferocious um, energy around, don't mess with the cables, don't mess Mm. with the cables, because people were part of it, you know, if you're covering someone else's classes and you didn't plug it in right or it was sort of like you had to put your laptop on its side and kind of shake it three times just yeah. so that the cord would work this is this was a real sort of stage of my my teaching a career member like you just you did not mess with anybody's cable setup on their LCD even if your version of the cables worked too Works better. yeah 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 well so, but what i what that makes me think about is that it, it really had nothing to do with the cables because the real kind of like energy was put into the protection of the cables like mm-hmm. and we didn't really learn alternative methods we didn't really right. I mean, consider that other people's uh cable configurations could work too and we also didn't think a lot about the fact that uh different laptops can have different plug-in methods because mm-hmm. laptops you had to turn them off first some of them you could plug it in while everything was turned on so
1: yeah funny yeah i, I make it, it makes me think about um when somebody else drives my car and they move my mirrors and my chair and my it just drives me nuts like i get back in even if it's i know it's i know it's my husband and it just you can never you never find that sweet spot again right like it's just never quite the same but but that's a that's definitely something you recognize in terms of like the teaching profession like we have this control this need to control uh, it, it's, it's wild um
0: so we, we do come naturally though only because the system keeps telling us that you know the system controls us and reminds us how to control others,
1: right? And we rely on those structures so heavily. I think this, like, uh, we're just going to call it twenty twenty. All of these twenty twenty moments are like totally removing the rug from under our feet, and we're having to like regain and recenter and try new things. And for some people, that's really, really hard because they've done, you know, ten plus teach ten plus teaching years in in a certain format structure and now it's like you have to just relearn how to do your job almost but but i mean it's also offering some really great opportunities like this like being able to still uh have the conversations we want to and have this reflective practice time even though i haven't seen you face to face today
0: Mm -hmm. um it's still
1: it's still it's still possible
0: it's true so yeah so we're on that where do you want to go
1: well, I think it's kind of an extension to our conversation yesterday about compliance and um, and relationships, understanding um, those power power structures or power uh, dynamics, and then also um, just knowledge about students. So we talked a little bit about how, how much I really know about the students. And I think I'll, I'll just, like, reference the two groups that we are working with and I calculated it. So I was kind of thinking about it myself and like, if we look at the time actually spent collectively synchronous, it maybe I've known them for four hours, five hours. Do you know what I mean? Like when you look at the actual time and then out of that time, some students have not engaged at all. Some have engaged only via chat. Some have engaged uh, with their microphones uh, I don't think anyone yet has turned their camera on other than you and I. Um, so it's it's finding that like what I relied on previously, I guess this ties into what we just started talking about, what I relied on previously to enhance relationships, build relationships and get to know students are not there anymore. Um, whether it's like just the the maturity of the students is very different in the level that they're at. I haven't interacted with um, many kids of, of their age which i think in face to face that that wouldn't be such a challenge because you get that you get that kind of banter back and forth you could see maybe they're wearing a t-shirt with a logo on you can talk to them about that you find ways to engage but when it's just an icon on the screen I, like i have to be honest like i feel like i don't really know much about the students and i think part of the pitfall for me is that like I'm going based off of some some watching you interact with them, gaining some knowledge about them that way. Um, reading some of their previous, uh, you know, logs and ideas and thought fuels gives me a, a bit of a window into some of their interests and like a few of their likes and dislikes. But it's still so, so basic. And, and part of me is really struggling because I don't have a face to put to a name. I'm starting to see like icons connect, but really... Understanding students and knowing them. I, I I feel like I don't I don't know them yet, right? I don't know kind of what to do with that feeling
0: Yeah, and um I don't know I wouldn't even begin to, You know that's what to do with that feeling I think part of there are teachers that have been working with um students for quite some time now and they're kind of in the same space with those feelings uh having mm-hmm. able to work with them in the past and now not having access to the same tools and a big mm-hmm. question that a lot of our colleagues are talking about right now is kind of around the theme of it's it's around the theme of disconnection and that i think mm-hmm. people are slowly starting to circle around to that the old tool we have to kind of let go of some of the old tools and start having some new thinking about what so our, our teaching model is called an adaptive model but if we're talking about this adaptive community model where it's it's no longer the happenstance meetings between you and parent don't happen anymore the the being in the hallway to sort of encounter a, a group of kids that you can sort of have quick connections with it doesn't happen that way mm-hmm. um, afternoons are it's a ghost town you know you can I can run up and down the hallway it's just like oh like I could I yeah. guess, and I wouldn't really interrupt too many people yeah. that, like, yeah. you just wouldn't you don't encounter you don't encounter community in the same way. And this is mm-hmm. a uh, for seasoned educators or as they say, sort of the experienced educators, um, it's not about trying to find trying to find transitional points. It's about letting go of what we know about standard transitional points. I don't mm-hmm. like to the word unlearning, but we have to stop leaning on some of these old ways because I feel like there's got to be, I feel like there's a, I'm hopeful that there's a list of, of methods and fluencies that, that schools that have been doing digital learning for longer are building community. I can't mm-hmm. for a second that school, successful schools that have been running adaptive or digital based models like this is entirely about credit acquisition. That there's right. actually something that feels good about being in that space, and I feel that's what the big search is. Like we're all searching the horizon for for that, you know, that that little sort of one tree on the island that we're trying to try and you know set our direction towards.
1: Hmm. And I think if I can pull just a, maybe a small example of it. Yeah. Um, like so. So you have some after school kind of groups and teams. You have, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm sorry. You have like um, a lunch group of professional peers that you do that with. Yeah. Um, yeah. And well, then you also have, yeah, the book club. Yeah. And you also have um, opportunities for students. yeah So this idea that we've kind of talked about with our students of this lifelong learning, um, it's, a, you offer that in, you know, this, it's a Ted ed that you're doing, I think,
0: but yeah, it's, it's. A just, I'm a part yeah, of. It's,
1: it's,
0: sorry. Oh no! I was just gonna say I'm. I'm. I guess I'm the. I'm the coach for the TED Ed Club. I'm also one of the teachers involved in student council. Um, mm-hmm. and as you mentioned, the um, the book club. That's uh, the teacher book club.
1: Mm-hmm. So, like, it sounds like you're balancing a lot, but in the same sense, it's it's uh, developing your relationships with the students and with the the school, which in turn supports your community and this uh, virtual web that we're all navigating right so you putting Mm -hmm. out opportunities to um i mean it's still it's still absolutely academic it it makes academic connections doing the ted ed but it's something that the students are enjoying so it's that lifelong learning like we're just going to spend hours doing it because we like doing it and Mm -hmm. then that builds that connection further for when you are in synchronous class with them or in other platforms so i've seen that as a really good tool to um to find real ways to kind of bridge this um, disconnected, weird gap that we're kind of working through.
0: Hmm. Yeah. There's a um. There's a conversation out there that it's it's a bit of an itchy sweater conversation. There are there are there are instructors that are not. Um, there are people in, in education, students, learners. There are learners right now that are not. Um, doing well at all mm. <clears throat> There is the cohort though that is that are doing well and they're finding their way and you sort of almost accidentally encounter those at least from my experience you accidentally encounter those educators and as you sort of approach their conversation like oh. and it would have it would have been before that someone kind of like huh, kind of muffling their voice because they were uh, hush hush they were kind of hush hushing because what they were talking about maybe wasn't necessarily positive positive. But I've, mm. I've kind of tried to connect with some of those conversations, and what's what I've found uh, in on two occasions is they're actually talking about some of the cool things they've discovered, but they don't want to want to speak to that some elements of their pedagogy are flourishing. It's a very it's a strange little Weird. bit, a little a bit of a paradox that we're in right now. That we definitely want to we're trying to figure out what it means to embrace and engage in our current adaptive models. I think yeah. see them for the challenges that they present and the third piece to that is also hold on to or create conversations that express our hope and our creativity and our ingenuity within it um what mm-hmm. that third space has been fleshed out well so far
1: mhm mhm and like bringing it back to kind of this idea of relationships and and um Compliance and what the system uh, requires of me to know of my students. I was looking at that question thinking Actually, what they require is very basic. They require data based on academic uh, Progression, they want Mm -hmm. to know kind of assessment um, You know all those kinds of basic things. I don't think I've ever come across a way that the system wants me to portray or, or, or provide them information about the students, unless unless you're looking at a student that maybe um, requires extra supports and then you kind of have to develop a deeper uh, connection or, or understanding of their you know kind of big picture. But if you're just looking at, it, like if you as a, as a teacher don't wanna do the extras and don't wanna connect and engage, but at the very least your job is to just provide the data and assessment. Because the system does not, it's not set up to care about the heart. Maybe it's more the head. If we can use that that description again. I don't know yeah. if, I, if I'm um, misinterpreting kind of what our question, what that question was supposed to direct me towards, but it, it made me think about like the gaps in the system um, that is just so focused on the uh, achievement in terms of academics rather than wellness or um, those kinds of pieces. and I think this this year again has kind of shifted that. like we're not we're not really able to focus on so much just eqao or whatever the mm-hmm. the thing is that we measure we're We're now having to measure on based on other things. Um, so i think I think in terms of the system as a bigger unit, we've kind of flipped that on its head this year too. Okay. <laughs> I don't know um, They don't know what to do without any data.
0: we um. So, I, on several staff meeting occasions, I've been a part of conversations that are kind of associated with sometimes midterm mark cycles, sometimes it's connected with student success, sometimes it's just a um, kind of like a, a, a well, no, I'd say it's usually, usually connected with student success or something to do with assessment data. And that the activity is a whole staff activity. And what you're, what we're asked to do is to look through, our. Um, sometimes it's look through your own caseload, so your own students in your class. Sometimes mm-hmm. you kind of do it as a cl- as a, as a, as groupings. So you kind of have a a collection of of students, and everybody gets to look at the same grouping. But the the task yeah. is this: look through the list of kids, and um identify them or sort of explain them or talk about their story uh away from let's say if we're saying assessment data so talk about what you know about this individual without ever mentioning marks and it's a Mm -hmm. way to sort of get to get beyond the single story of a kid so that activity like i said it can be placed a lot of different ways and i think whenever i'm in that where my brain goes to, it it, it wants to go just sort for of like a next level. And that's where you're touching on the, the questions that I shared with you today. So, talking mm-hmm. about how we get to know our students, it could be how we get to know each other as well, but getting to know the students and that question frame of what do you know about your students? What method did you use to attain this knowledge? What are the limits and biases of your method? What is your mm-hmm. intent in getting to know your students? How about them towards you and is there alignment there? What is the impact of your method of getting to know your students? And finally, what does the system require you to know about your students? And then you can circle back around again. What do you know about Mm -hmm. your students? Um, I always like, I've really come to appreciate frameworks for thinking, as opposed to getting like really, really hard topic to play with. Give me something that I'm going to put, like I'm going to put an idea into it and let it bounce around a bit and see what it sticks to. And Mm -hmm. I think right now this question of how we get to know students is is a bit of a, it's a bit of a puzzle for some teachers, um, educators, I think primarily because we no longer have them in front of us for any extended period of time. So it's problematic because we haven't figured out a way to do it yet. Um, yeah. And it also feels like we're, and it's, this is the, this is the problem I guess with high school that it's bound by two semesters. So we're thinking about these relationships. I think unfortunately, according to marking cycles, And semester cycles as opposed to a longer kind of a relationship does that make sense like I don't with my family though I celebrate every single day if I don't have dinner with my family one night I know I'm gonna be having breakfast with them the next day or lunch the next day Mm -hmm. I think we're in a space in education where we don't really know Necessarily the next time we're going to see the individuals yet. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's, really, that's really set some people's thinking on fire.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like it sh- really shook up uh, a lot for a lot yeah. of different people. Yeah. Well, and probably for the students as well. Because yeah. you can tell there's some kids in your groups that are just like desperate for connection. Yep. um you know who are are on the chat frequently are you know brave and putting their mics on they're desperate for that connection and they're they're recognizing the the missed opportunities or the missed moments that they refer to right like there's been times when they message each other oh I miss you and like but it's and it's it's hard to see but I mean we're all hopefully a resilient group of individuals and and will adapt and and keep going it's just this this is the muddy period where we're we're figuring it out i guess yeah um, but it's good to re- recognize it and and um work through it agreed i think, i think if i can pull to an x factor that the the questions that we um were working through today there's a few that i'm still kind of challenging for myself and thinking about myself um in terms of limits and biases in my method to getting to know students um just on a on a on an overall Basis and then also trying to relate it to this placement and the opportunities that I have here Um, so that that is something that I'm going to continue to think about Maybe we can kind of extend this conversation into tomorrow because I still think there's a lot to unpack. Yep. Um, and uh, I know I know we uh, we gotta we gotta still work through some of those things. So Maybe we can maybe we can branch out on that tomorrow
0: tomorrow you um... um do you? Do you jump into the question, or is there? I, well,
1: I was going to say. I think you very briefly offered a a, a slight answer, but but maybe you could uh, you could revisit that.
0: So, the, what so was the, the question? Qu- yeah, the question for yesterday was: what other what other spaces do I sort of engage in reflective practice? Yes. Away yeah. away from let's say podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I am a big fan. Uh, I'm gonna call it just because I think it's such a, a, a bizarre turn of phrase. I love forest bathing, <laughs> so it's just that idea of going out into sort of a green space, um, oh, okay, a forest, um, <laughs> yeah. and just you try and you try and kind of accept what the space is offering you, which could be, you know, you could think of it as. Um, how it sounds listening to how it sounds it could be the um, uh, how it feels whether it's windy um, you walk you sort of kind of get off the path a little bit and you just kind of exist in this space allowing allowing the wisdom of that space to soak in now the truth is I'm not good at it like I somehow like I'm not going out and like oh yes I now understand the nature of education because I've spent time at the tree like that's not over. <laughs> this rock has unlocked my the depths of my my understanding of assessment and evaluation. It's not like that, but but it's it's in it's an intentional way to. I mentioned to you when we go outside sometimes when we've gone out just to get some fresh air. I like mm-hmm. the I like the tension that's. Cre- I'm I'm aware of the tension sort of leading to dissonance by let's say walking outside and getting hit with a cold breeze. And I also mm-hmm. mentioned to you back in the day when I was. Uh, we're still running restaurants when I, my stress response would be to just take off my chef jacket. I'd be in, the, in a cluster of people all like asking for things, You're running a restaurant, mm-hmm. you get a lot of things. I literally just take off my chef jacket, drop it on the floor, walk away and go into the the blast chiller or walk in freezer. And yeah. I'd stay for five minutes or so. And just the, the confrontational nature of that cold temperature on my body. I felt like it just, it brought me down. So mm. in a less, let's say, potentially lethal, <laughs> kind of way, going and just walking in the forest, going for a forest walk, and again, listening, watching, taking in that, whatever that energy or wisdom that's there, allowing your thoughts to kind of free associate. I really appreciate that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um no, that's cool. Also, <clears throat> yoga and tai chi are something a part of my just uh, wellness, oh, yeah. Part of my wellness. Um, I draw. I uh, write poetry. I do some of these things with my children and my family. So we have a collaborative kind of thing there. And mm-hmm. I will tell you, skateboarding has been amazing. I've gotten back into skateboarding again as an adult. Uh, and I started to longboard. So going out and kind of just doing basically like surfing on the trail. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. All, all of those help kind of shake ideas and put them in the right place.
1: Yeah. That's cool. I feel like maybe your clock has uh, 36 hours, and we're all working with 24. It sounds it sounds like you get you get a lot into your day, which is good. <laughs> I feel yeah, I feel well, like I don't have enough.
0: Uh, I can, well. Here's the let's I, and I'll go into you know just a small space. Is that um, there has been there's there's stuff in in my world in my life that I've taken direct wisdom from. Part of that, some of my life has experienced has also dealt with loss and tragedy and mm-hmm. that being a part of that of being a part of um, my operating system has adjusted how I prioritize and and mm-hmm. you know you may say you may say the 36 hours the, and I can see how from the outside it would seem like that. Um, I would say I've just found the better spaces within the 24. Or more purposeful mm-hmm. spaces in the 24 and mm-hmm. um, you and i've talked a little bit about discipline i'm also a big a big proponent of that of really paying attention to the discipline that you the the reasonable amount of discipline that you can use in the day to keep yourself sort of like as you said kind of busy doing things you're interested in connected with and appreciating each day as that singular project to sort of mm-hmm. boost into that space so yeah um, that's, that's kind of, that's, that's, that. that's, how, that's how I roll. That's all it. right, well, <laughs> well that's just, start, <laughs> start skateboarding and doing yoga and teaching will be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: Oh, and then also podcast. I mean, I'm going to do a lot of things, do a lot of things. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I actually don't really have a, a really big question today. I just wanted to know if you would ever consider, um, a, a trip into primary junior education in your future.
0: Good one, it's a good one, and
1: you know, if yes, then why, and if no, uh, how come? Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, that's a good one.
1: Consider that you're (laughs) trying to bring me over to the dark side,
0: I'm trying to bring you. (laughs) I'm trying to run as you know, as wide open a field as possible. So, (laughs) sounds good. All right, cool. I'll uh chat you soon in class. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) All right, see you later. Take care. Yes, <laughs> <laughs>